Hello, everyone. And inside today's Locked On Canadians, we have a very special guest. We are talking to 2022 draft eligible Chase Coward of the Red Deer Rebels of the WHL. Laura and I have so many questions about the draft, goaltender mentality, and some fun questions that we uh, pulled from some private sources. And that's all coming up in today's show. Your Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 644 of Locked On Canadians. We are your daily Montreal Canadiens podcast. Find us wherever you subscribe to your podcast or on YouTube if you are watching all of our beautiful shining faces today. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Scott Matlin. I'm joined, as always, by the active stick, Laura Saba. We know Laura rules and is awesome. However, we have to skip our usual uh, praise for each other, and we're launching right into it. We have a very special guest and a first-time-ever um occasion here at Locked On Canadians, despite having almost 650 episodes. This is the first time we have had a current player and 2022 draft eligible a goaltender playing for the Red Deer Rebels of the Western Hockey League. Chase Coward joins us on the show today. And Chase, thank you so much for taking time for us today. We are so happy to be able to have you on the show today. Yeah, thank you for uh, inviting me to be on the show today. Uh, we're very excited. Obviously, the Montreal Canadiens have the first overall pick, and they have 13 other picks besides that. We're in full draft mode, and I, I guess the first question that both Laura and I have going in today's show is, who is Chase Coward? You know, Tell us a little bit about uh, yourself as a player and just about how you got to where you are, because the WHL is it's one of the top leagues for junior hockey it's a tough road to always make it there. And then, especially as a goaltender, you know, tell us a little bit about your path from, you know, starting out in as, you know, a teenager and working your way up to playing to one of the best junior leagues in the world. Yeah. So I started playing when I was around four. I think you guys would have Timbits out in. Yeah, that's we do. We have Timbits hockey. Yeah. yeah that's what we call it. <laughs> I, I can tell you've talked to American shows. <laughs> Yeah, no, the yeah. Americans kind of <laughs> were like, uh, what's that? And I'm like, yeah. there you go. No, we, we've I, got Timbits like, hockey, yeah. We've seen them out on the ice in the intermissions. Yeah. <laughs> and I played my minor hockey all through Swift Current. Like, double A was the highest level we had. Then I bounced on first year. I got cut from double A, so I ended up playing A in house. And then I went to Prairie Hockey Academy for two years. And then for my first year of Midget, I played in Moose Jaw, AAA there, and then I ended up going up to Red Deer for their bubble season and then this previous season. It's, it's quite a path. Like, I I didn't grow up playing hockey. I was a football player and a wrestler when I was, you know, in high school. And compared to my co-host, I am American. So, like, this, the system's very a little bit different here is that we hear stories and just the effort that goes into everything, it's – and it's been tough, especially now, because you're in that draft class and that draft age where COVID cut one season off, one season was a bubble, and this year was the first, I guess, normal year. Does uh, How did that impact kind of, you know, uh, your 
I don't want to say development, but like playing time and just trying to get in a groove as a player trying to adjust, you know, from level to level there a little bit. Was that, you know, a little bit more difficult than you might have expected? Yeah, COVID kind of sucked because we were still in our league finals for our AAA league there. So that got cut short, but I feel like COVID actually helped me develop a lot into the player I am today because if Red Deer didn't have the bubble, I went in as a third-string goalie. And I feel like if I didn't have all that ice time and development with like the team, I don't think I would have ended up being one of the top guys in the league this year. And I was going to say, Laura, go ahead. Oh, I was, no, I was just going to ask a little bit sort of, you know, what's what's the kind of prep or no, here, here's what I'll ask is when did you kind of realize that, all right, you know what, an actual NHL draft might be in the cards for me. I might be eligible for one because you are ranked on the, like if you go on NHL.com, you're ranked on the 2022 list of eligible goaltenders. So how did you kind of go from, you know, I was playing Timbits hockey, just, you know, a kid having fun. And then how did you decide to become a goaltender, first of all, because that seems to be the position nobody ever wants to play. And when did you realize, you know, if I put a little bit of work into it, a draft might be a possibility in my for, for my future. Yeah, truthfully, I really don't know why I became a goalie. I get asked. <laughs> never came up with an answer. I just always kind of gravitated towards the net. And then when they asked, like, who want to play goal, I'd always put my hand up. And then then I, I don't know, I was good at it. So I, they kept putting me in. And I just ended up staying in net. And then I just kept going through the ranks and played, like, spring hockey and like top end double A in Saskatchewan and then probably my triple A year or no the year before I got interest from some WHL teams to draft me but I didn't get selected and then the year after I had some inquiries about like listing me and stuff and then once I got listed I was kind of like okay like maybe I have a shot at like the Western League and then uh, end of that year or end of my triple A year I got named first team all-star for the Sask triple a league and then that's kind of one like oh maybe like i can make this job now like i'm ready and then i don't know start of this year was probably when i started getting some nhl interest i'm like i might have a possibility to get drafted this year does it feel kind of surreal that it's like hey a couple of years ago i was playing you know triple a in like you said in saskatoon and then the next year you have you're finding out that like hey you got NHL teams that are looking at you here a little bit. You know, what's that kind of feel and like? In Canada. Yeah. Canada. Like, it, does that feel, it's one of those things that you're looking at and you go, wow. Like, you know, as a kid, is that something you anticipated or dreamed of? And now, like, it's a reality? Well, I think it's every kid's dream to, like, be invited to the World Junior Camp and be, like, in the running for NHL draft. Like, it's always been a big goal of mine. And just kind of when I kind of found out those two things, it was kind of surreal for a few days. But then I kind of just tried to tone my emotions down and not get too high with them and just keep my training going steady. We, we do love a, a level-headed approach to everything. Like the humbleness is impressive because it's like it's it's a huge achievement, you know, not only just to make the Western League, but, you know, to attract all this attention and going into your draft year. Like it's – it, and with everything going on in terms of things that are out of team's control, like it's so impressive. And we have, speaking of impressive, um, we we learned a little bit about you um, from Andy and uh, your mantra, and we can't wait to talk about that. And that's all going to be coming up in our next segment. But first, today's show is brought to you by betonline.net, and they are your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. 
whether you're betting on the Stanley Cup Finals, Major League Baseball, the upcoming World Cup in the fall, the NHL draft, anything, BetOnline has you covered, and they have all the updated information on wagering, live betting, esports, and your scores. And if you want to bet on things like MMA, boxing, golf, they have you covered there too. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online, where the game starts. We are back here at Locked On Canadians. We are joined as again by Chase Coward of the Red Deer Rebels of the Western Hockey League. And so we got a little bit of an information packet to kind of help us learn a little bit about you heading into this. And one thing that caught my eye, and I love this because it reminded me of one of the shows that I've been watching. I've been watching Ted Lasso and the mantra of B and Ali uh, was a thing that caught my eye. And I kind of love that mindset of, you know, can you explain that to our listeners, what it means a little bit and, you know, how that helps you prepare for games or after games or even during games? Yeah. So basically it's a, like a cat, one of my friends owns or has. And if you ever seen it, it looks like the most clueless cat, like, in the world like wide-eyed like lost i just kind of use it to like remind myself to not overthink anything and just kind of stick to my basics and stick stick to fundamentals and not overcomplicate things and just kind of clear my mind when i play and just kind of be in the zone but not think about anything or anything outside it's uh it's the epitome of no thoughts just vibes yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and so I, I guess one of my questions is as well, because you have had a couple of high pressure games very recently. So um, what goes into sort of preparing yourself mentally for a game, you know, is high stakes or maybe even like you're going into an overtime or going into, uh, you know, a third period, maybe where the game's on the line. What's the kind of um, how do you prepare yourself to get on the ice in that moment? Uh, in that moment, I just kind of think to myself, it's like, just don't, it's just another period. Like, it's not a big period. Like, just kind of dumb it down and make it not such a big deal, essentially, in my own head. So I don't feel nervous or pressure or anything. Just kind of think of it as like a first period to another game. It my The hardest part is it's with, I am not a goaltending expert. I will not pretend to be a goaltending expert, but I, I'm always reminded of a quote from, I believe it was Jacques Plan, who said, you know, if you think your job's tough, imagine every time you messed up at your job, a red light comes on and thousands of people scream at you for doing something wrong. As a goaltender, you know, how do you bounce back from, you know, uh, having a rough period or a rough game and getting ready for that next one there? Because like you said, you went from playing in AAA to being one of the top guys in the Western League this year. And that requires mental toughness in addition to, you know, your on-ice skills. How do you kind of handle, like, I had a rough game, you know, how do you get past that and get ready for the next one right after that? Yeah, it's the ability to kind of, like, review your game right after the game and think, like, say I let in some bad goals, just think of what I could have did differently and how they panned out and then take that to ice the next morning or afternoon, depending on our schedule, and then just work on that. And just try not to think about the last game and then build your confidence in the next skate and then just bring that confidence into the game without the negative energy of the bad game, essentially. 
I heard you say that you were a big video guy, if I'm not mistaken. So anybody listening to our our podcast knows that I'm a huge video person. I'm always talking about how there needs to be more video coaches and things like that. What do you learn from video? I think my question is as a player, because we've talked to so many people and like my theory is just if you're a player and you see yourself from the outside, you can kind of coach yourself. Like how how do you how do you find that video is an advantage for for a player and particularly in goaltending like let's say you yeah. let in a bad goal or something like that it's exactly that like i'm able to like kind of see what i'm doing and then like how it could play like a situation differently or kind of what happened around the goal that it could change kind of that stuff so like i'm able to step out of my own eyes and see what everyone else sees during the play yeah. I, I suppose one of the things, and this actually comes from someone that Lauren I know who is a uh, he he teaches goaltending uh, at a younger level. There is, do you feel like there's a part of your game that you know might be underappreciated by some people, or what would you describe your you know your goaltending style is? What are your strengths uh, in net, uh, at least going into this year? What you perceive is what you're best at between the pipes there. Uh, I feel like I'm a very fundamental guy. Like I just try and stick to the basics as much as I can. And then say I have to make a big save here or there, like I will. But I just try and keep it as simple as possible so I don't have to get scrambly or, you know, just kind of calm the team down and calm the play down so everyone's not really panicking. Is there a professional that you kind of model your game after? I mean – depending on which era you ask it and you have, you know, older people who say I modeled after Patrick Waugh or Dominic Hasek. And then some people who go, I want to be Henrik Lundqvist or Carey Price or a Martin Brodeur. Who do you kind of model yourself after? Or are you, you're yourself. You are who you are. You kind of, you know, try to play your own style uh, in net. Yeah. I'm kind of a mix of two guys. Like back when I was younger, we used to build WHL players and we had goalies. So we had, Landon Bowl for a few years, so I kind of modeled some of my game after him. And then once I got older, we had Stuart Skinner. So then I kind of picked up some of his things, and I just kind of joined them both together and used what works for me. I love how you're saying I got older and there's Stuart Skinner for me. Stuart Skinner's a baby. I was going to say, he's in, what, like his early 20s playing for the Oilers right now, and I go, oh, God, I'm turning to dust. Like, I think I was 15 or something. Oh, God. <laughs> and see, that's the thing that's why you're draft eligible for 2022 um i have a question that's kind of sort of unrelated because you know you can have a player that you really like watching that you might not necessarily have the same strengths as or might not have even model your game after so who are your favorite goaltenders to watch just as a fan of hockey as a fan of hockey ever since i was a kid i've just loved flurry ever since i was a young kid i was just kind of always a flurry fan he's like a ray of sunshine he's definitely a fun guy i think oh yeah he definitely is he seems like a uh to kind of go in the opposite direction is there something that you've been working on especially this year like you talked about how you're a fundamentals guy is there something this year that you focused on especially with it being a draft year has that kind of impacted how you prepare for games knowing that there are more eyes watching knowing that you're um able to be picked this year does that approach how you prepare for games or things that you work on in practice to try and improve on going forward no not really i just kind of just improve on what gives me the best opportunity to win and the team to win so it's i just try not to think about all the outside scouts and everything just 
whatever it takes to help the team win. It's just like that motto, you know, don't let the outside stuff affect you. Like you said, you're going to be an Ollie. You're going to, you know, just focus on what's in front of you. And, you know, and that's impressive because the pressure is a lot, I feel like, for a lot of people, regard whether you're going in the first round or the seventh round, it's a huge opportunity. And being in goal is tough enough. And then to know that, hey, there are NHL teams here scouting and that there's interest in this and that to just kind of retain who you are in in net and how you play like that's really impressive and i think that that has to impress a lot of teams i would think that hey doesn't crack under pressure he is who he is he's going to stick to what he does best regardless of the situation and i think that's that's a huge strength of yours i would say yeah i've just kind of learned from past experiences where you just can't let it get to you because you might not get drafted but you still might make it like i never got selected in the bathroom draft and that and I'm still ended up playing in the league so it's just kind of one of those things where it's like well if they're here and they're interested good but if they aren't then they aren't interested well it doesn't matter it doesn't change my approach well we we've gone through some of the serious stuff here and we do have a couple of questions coming up in our next segment that are a little bit more lighthearted, but still going to help our listeners get to know you as a player a little bit and that's all coming up in one moment so once again, we are back with Chase Coward, goaltender for the Red Deer Rebels in the WHL 2022 draft eligible. And we we got some questions. We kind of pulled some of, of our goalie people here. And one of the things that our, our goaltending friend that we've had on the show before, he asked, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, goalies are a unique breed of people. Yeah. On that brand of uniqueness, you said you like Marc-Andre Fleury. Many people would consider him a very unique personality in that on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you rank yourself on there? Do you think, you know, I'm just, you know, a normal guy or are you, I'm that person that they're talking about, you know, after the game because I am, you know, <laughs> something different in net there. I think we can say goalies are known to be weird. It's not something. <laughs> I didn't want to be rude about it, but. No, it's an endearing thing. I, th- I think people love goalies because goalies yeah. are a little different. So how weird are you, Chase? <laughs> uh, I've actually been told multiple times I'm one of the normal goalies that people have met. So I'd, probably, I'd probably say I'm on a lower end of the scale. I was going to say that that's how the other people, that was going to be my next question is how do people who aren't goalies, you know, address you on that, on the one to 10 weird scale there. You're not talking to your goalposts or anything during the games, right? I mean, I have tapped them a few times here and there, <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't talked to them or anything. I was going to say you're a big fan of Marc-Andre Fleury. So I thought, oh man, yeah, that's, and maybe that's something you borrowed from him, but Normal goalies still on the one to 10 scale of hockey player general weirdness fall somewhere in the middle. I feel like it's a unique breed. It's a brotherhood basically is that what might seem weird to us is just not that's part of the routine. And I love watching goalies do their superstitions and everything. Do you have a, like a pregame routine or a postgame routine that, you know, you treat as like a sacred thing? Yeah, I got a lot. (laughs) Really? There we go. It's It's not like a lot now, but like, I kind of like, it's just become such a routine. I don't really think about it anymore. Do you want to, can you tell us what your routine is or is it like a secret thing for uh, yourself? I could, I could tell you. Uh, So I normally, I wear the same suit when I play. Uh, My mom and dad don't like this, but I never wear socks in my dress shoes. 
<laughs> Tell them I agree with them. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's then I normally head to the rank around. I'll go listen to music for 15 minutes before I leave to the rank. And then I'll listen to the same two songs in the same order before I get to the rank. And then at the rank, I just kind of do like warm up, ball warm up, and then we do video and then another warm up and then stretch and then get ready. See, that's not too crazy. I think I think it, it does make sense though that like, you know, some people have like, there's one suit or one, let's say pair of socks. I know you don't, yeah. but there's always like that lucky <laughs> one for a game. And then if it's in the washing or it gets lost or something like that, that throws your whole uh, preparation routine off. One of the things that I wanted to ask you was, what is your nickname? Like, I'm so curious about hockey nicknames. I don't, you know, sometimes I feel like they could be a little bit more fun. Do you have a fun or interesting one? Uh, I mean, I get called Cowie a lot. That's probably the go-to. <laughs> I think I've been called Cower a few times. That's a rare one. That's about it. And then about the forgetting stuff and in the laundry i have forgot a few things on the road before and it actually <laughs> doesn't affect my game but i don't like doing it it's the thought that counts though when it comes to that because it's yeah. we, we talk about routines like jack eichel had his like dialed down to like the minute on how he did things and it's like that's a lot for me because now i'm under pressure to remember what i'm supposed to do to get ready for the game and then what i'm supposed to do in there and i can't remember like i gotta eat this much at this time and listen to and i'm like I mean, I'm not one to judge. These are professional hockey players. Like, I can't – I have routines in the morning, but, like, it's always a different breed. And uh, we had one more question from an outside person. They said, if you had to describe your style of play as a band or a style of music, what would you – What? how would you describe yourself? Oh, as a band. Or a genre. I think we – I, I was going to say, we are, whatever, whatever fits for you. Band is hard. Uh Kind of feel like I'm a like a country music kind of play style, just kind of calm, and then they hit in kind of harder country song. <laughs> Is that the kind of music you like, or do you listen to? Uh, yeah, I listen to a lot of country and stuff. Western Canada boy. <laughs> yeah, okay, a lot of country. It's, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I had actually a couple more questions. I know we were, we're going to wrap this up in, in a second. So I think traditionally in general, goalies either way are picked later in the draft. Um, and a lot of times people will go undrafted. And I, I feel like this might be anecdotal, particularly it goes with goalies, but then you'll get like to go to a development camp or get invited to like a rookie camp and, and um, sort of get, get picked from there. Like what is your... Uh, what is your plan for, you know, July 8 and 9? I think it is, or 7 and 8 now. It's it, it's 7 and 8. Uh, so yeah. what, what's your plan for that? Like, what, what are you, how are you going to prepare? Are you just going to ignore the draft entirely and then go and check the list later? Or are you just mentally just trying to prepare yourself and psych yourself up? Or uh, Like, the plan is right now, like, our goalie coaching in Gordon, I'm going to go work with him that week. So kind of depending on when we get ice and everything and when my workouts are, I might not even be on my phone. I'm just kind of going to be one of those guys that just kind of, it's like, it's just another Friday. Like <laughs> if I get drafted good, if I don't, well then it's just, I still put in my workouts and ice that day. So it's not really holding me back. 
I think that, yeah, I think that's a sensible approach. And and I love those stories that are like, you know, I heard about it from some guy who came running to the rink, or I heard about it from refreshing the internet at, you know, four o'clock in the morning and, yeah. and stuff like that. So I think, I think that's a really healthy attitude to take. So, um, we, I know we can't ask you about, you know, the specifics of uh, you know, who's talked to you or what they've said or anything like that. But um, I'm curious to know, you know, like where you see yourself in five years. Like, do you see yourself on an NHL team, an AHL team playing in Europe? Like, what is your, I guess, what is your ultimate and what is your backup? Uh, the ultimate would be playing in the NHL. And hopefully, like, if that doesn't work out, like, being on the brim of, like, an AHL, like, an AHL starter, like, going up to, an like, the NHL club here and there, kind of, like, just on that brim. It's kind of the hope for five years. Is there a team, like, I, I know that, like, being making the NHL in general, like, is there a dream team that you'd like to play for at one point in your career or another? Well, being from Saskatchewan, of course, I want to go down south where it's nice and warm and there's not a lot of snow. <laughs> but then I also have my grandpa who's a Canadian fan, so he'd love me to go to Montreal. And then my auntie's from Winnipeg, so she wants me to go to Winnipeg. And then my dad's a Flames fan, so he wants me to go to Calgary. So it's kind of either either in the south or somewhere in kind of western Canada. Going to make the tour through Canadian teams who you can start in one and just kind of work your way yeah. back west as like a career tour there. Make everybody in the family happy and yeah. then go to like, you know, the the south and relax in the sunshine and the warmth instead of going back yeah. to the winters in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Um, if anything, it'd definitely be the north and then the south. So I don't have to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Chase, thank you so much. This has been a ton of fun. I know our, our listeners and our viewers are going to love you. Um, uh, obviously, you're going to be back in Red Deer next year for another WHL season. Uh, best of luck with the draft coming up. We really appreciate you giving us the time. It means a ton. I know that obviously it's been a busy season and then you got the draft right around the corner there. So thank you so much for uh, making some time for us tonight. Yeah, and good luck with Team Canada on. too. Yeah, yeah, seriously. That's right around the corner. Now that we've had you on the show, we can say friend of the show whenever you do something important, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can follow Laura at The Active Stick and myself at Scott Matla. Uh, again, Chase, thank you so much. And everyone else, we will see you all next time.